It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Season three! Oh, boy. Here it comes. Even though we've done this show like 250 times, I still have no idea what I'm talking about. We may not know what we're doing, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. The only way the out is way up. Out this is how this to do life. How to do life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd! Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hello, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. It has been some week, I tell you what. I know it. This week for me, I don't know what's going on in your life, but this week for me has been very much like all the normal things of life are happening. Right. But all this extra stuff is happening, too. <laughs> Little sideshow action. Yeah. Like, um, I'm looking at a, uh, a business that... Uh, a group that I'm working with and I, we kind of want to buy this business. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really cool business. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're pretty neat and putting in a bid on a business Mm. and like working through getting to know it, you know, and Uh getting to see if it's going to be, you know, like the right fit and you're doing all this prep work and all this extra work in the event that you get to buy this thing. Mm -hmm. And then if you do buy this thing, you're in and it creates so much more work right and so so (laughs) it's it's almost like having a new baby you know it's like it's like you know you're you're getting all prepared and you know and this this new thing's gonna come Uh and then when the new things come it's even more work (laughs) right yeah like you think about all of the fun things that are gonna happen but then you forget that to get to the fun stuff you also have to be like furiously paddling under the water (laughs) right exactly yeah i mean do you have anything like I know that you did the 25 women uh, we need to know, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And I know that that is a project that just comes up for you. It's like a whirlwind. Is it a month? How, like- I call it March Madness because it always starts around the beginning or like, yeah, about the beginning of March and it goes until the middle of April and it is a story a day. So there's 25 women um, and then there's five young women. And so there's 30 stories in 30 days, and they publish one each day in the newspaper. So I have to turn in one a day. Yeah. So our friends who aren't in the know or who don't re- read the Tallahassee Democrat, if you're not local, yeah, Heather has an article every single day in the Democrat for 30 days. And how many years have you done this now? Um, I think I've been doing it for about five, four or five years. I didn't used to do all of them. Yeah. I used to just do five. And then it's grown over time to where now I do all of them. And so that one story that you read means that there's been scheduling the interview, having the interview, writing the story, and then going through a couple of series of edits and then finally getting it in. So it's a lot. It's very consuming. That's a lot. <laughs> and so uh, how do you manage that when that comes up with all of your normal life too? I know that you already have a busy <laughs> schedule, busy life. I've seen your color-coded calendar. How do you manage that stuff? Um, in the moment, you might think that I'm not managing it because I look like a crazy woman. <laughs> and I'm always at like getting close to the end of that feeling like I'm in like a marathon and I'm just like in the last couple of miles. But honestly, it is I manage 
every single moment of my day. I, I personally have my day broken into hour or half hour segments. Yeah. And I stay on I stay on schedule and I try not to get distracted. You know what? The former CEO, well, the current still CEO, but the CEO that worked for the company that I used to own, mm-hmm. she had her day broken out. She would stop and pause and ask herself, I think it was at the top of every hour, am I doing the most important thing? Yes. Like she I would do ask that. herself, am I doing busy work or am I doing the most important thing? Which I, I just thought yeah. was interesting. I do that a lot. Um, I, I check in with myself and make sure that I'm working on the most important thing. And that and sometimes that means that I rearrange the, the schedule mm-hmm. um, because I often have more projects to work on during the day than can get done. And so I'm constantly prioritizing. Right. I understand that. Hey, um, since I have had so much busyness going on since I've had so many side projects and crazy stuff going on I haven't had my normal amount of tv time you know how I've been watching a lot of tv lately (laughs) which is totally fine because there is nothing left to watch there's absolutely nothing left to watch you're right but what I would like to do I would like to recommend something that our friends should watch okay now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do well might I recommend might I recommend watching the crown Really? Okay, so this has been out for a while. The Crown has been I out have for not a while. watched it. Now let me tell you about The Crown. The Crown is so good. I have watched the series twice. Oh wow. Twice. I watched it. I started it for the second time after Prince Philip died a week or two ago. You know, I started uh-huh. I, I decided I needed to see it again. <laughs> well, I know um, you're a big fan of the monarchy. I am a big fan of the monarchy and this show kind of makes that so, you know, kind of like uh, it, it is a great show. I highly recommend it. And I also was wondering, are there any series that you have enjoyed so much that you've watched them more than once? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, um, right now, Murdoch Mysteries. I love Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah. It's a Canadian show. Um, also, um, um, Doc Martin, which is a British show. Okay. That's, I don't know that it's, one. It's, it's actually it's I don't know either. Fascinating. And I've definitely watched that one. And then there's somewhere... I go back and just watch my favorite episodes. I don't oh. necessarily watch the whole thing, but mm, I'll go back and watch my favorite parts. The only ones that I have watched twice are the I'm I'm not quite done with The Crown the second time, which you can tell how quickly I've watched it because Prince Philip died like what 10 days ago <laughs> and I'm almost <laughs> done with the series again. Um so it has been on at least in the background, you know, of a lot of my life lately. Um I watched um I watched Gossip Girl twice. I have never watched Gossip Girl. Um, I didn't watch Gossip Girl twice because it was that good. I watched Gossip Girl twice because um, it is one of those shows that I would get on the treadmill when I used to be an inside exerciser, and I would get on the treadmill and I would be able to, you know, just mindlessly yeah. go and you know, mm-hmm. episode after episode after episode. And so you don't really have to pay that close attention. No, I mean it's just smut. No. Yeah. But I love a smutty teen show. Like those are my favorites. I love I love a teen show. The other one I watched twice was Breaking Bad. I've never watched that. Oh, it's super good. Super, super good. I think Robbie's watched it, but I haven't watched it. Speaking of media and all of our media fun and whatnot, you can find us on mm-hmm. Facebook Live normally. We didn't do Facebook Live this week. We've got some constraints and craziness. But um, normally you can find us on the Facebook Live. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on all your favorite podcast apps. Yep. Don't forget to look at us and check us out. It's always fun to And to tell a that. friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeping, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Keeping with our media theme, let's get into the grab bag. What? Is what that? did they come up with now? Ew! 
Not that Let's see one. what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. A few weeks ago, I saw somebody put up like a quote, a little meme kind of thing, and they were talking about this new this new idea that you know we're putting disclaimers on old television shows. You know, <laughs> like like you know this has blackface or right. this has you know things that we d- that are not cool in today's society like racism might be represented here or you know classism or some kind of ism any of the isms you know um and uh, some people are up in arms about this uh-huh. as we know like why are we going to do that you know everybody just knows that it's old and you know whatever um but i saw this quote this little meme that was like the reason that we need this now is because media from all time periods is widely available now. It never has been before. Yeah. It's never been such that at your fingertips you can go get a show from, you know, the 60s or whatever and watch it on Netflix. So our children don't really know the difference between new and old shows even. You know, like a lot of people watch That's Friends true. now, watch Seinfeld now and they're watching it for the first time. Right. They're they're not watching it as we were when it came out. And I thought this was an interesting concept that I just wanted to talk about a little bit today. You know, so this idea that media stays around kind of forever. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I have a few thoughts on it, um, you know, just kind of with it being introduced. And now I'm thinking about it. My thoughts are probably not well formed, but I kind of feel like the disclaimers are helpful for if it's something that I would usually caution against, like gore. Or um, sexual violence Mm -hmm. or, you know, something that I don't want to see. But I wonder whether or not there is a line at which the disclaimers are less um, of a warning and more of a telling you how to feel about something. Oh, interesting. So, like, if you are, if you see the disclaimer and, and then you see this has you know, this racism and sexism and blackface or, you know, any of, I'm just coming up with words that pop into my brain because this is a new topic for me to think about. Mm -hmm. Then I kind of feel like that is going to set a tone in my mind that I don't know that I want, I want to watch something authentically and come to my own conclusions. Right. But I can also understand the, I can appreciate the intent of pointing out out something that culturally has become a touchy subject it's it's interesting to me because it's almost like if you go to the grand canyon here there's signs all over that say like maybe don't stand on the edge of the grand canyon right other countries do not do this (laughs) if you go to spain and you go out on the edge of the cliff there's no guardrails there's no signs telling you that maybe you shouldn't you know jump off the edge of this cliff this is a this is an american concept i think it is an american concept i think that as a general rule america is more quick to blame others mm-hmm. more litigious like you everybody needs to make things right for me and i think more apt to not take responsibility for our own stupid choices. I think sometimes we are more liability focused. So, you know, the Grand Canyon is going to get sued. Like the national parks are going to get sued Mm -hmm. or something because of people's stupidity. And we have decided as a country, if I put up a sign, though, 
that says don't do that, you know, then suddenly it's, you know, I don't have the responsibility anymore, which maybe you should have anyways. A few years ago, (laughs) I just, this just came to me. There was a, a, a court case here in Tallahassee where a woman climbed on top of the fake plastic donkey at the El Jalisco drunk and she fell off of it. Did she sue the restaurant? She was suing the restaurant. It was Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan, I believe. Um, John was, Morgan of Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, exactly. Um, I believe that uh, the restaurant was being sued, uh, and I think that there was so much backlash that backlash that she dropped the case. That she, you know, like, but they do have a sign on that donkey now that says, you know, crawling on the donkey is not allowed, and if you crawl on the donkey, you might fall off the donkey. And so now there's a sign there so that everybody knows you I shouldn't saw- crawl on the donkey. I saw a thing that that was a picture of like it was pretty much like a like a cliff going into the water and there was a sign that said if you get hurt jumping off of this cliff this sign will be evidence like exhibit A in the trial <laughs> proving that you're an idiot because the sign says like the sign says do not jump off the cliff if you choose to jump off the cliff and you get hurt, this sign will be Exhibit it's A. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> and the fact that we have to be told that. Do you feel that you need a disclaimer at the beginning of Pepe Le Pew that maybe Pepe Le Pew is a little bit of a rapey skunk? No, because I can see... Okay. So I can see that Pepe Le Pew is, first of all, a fictional character that is completely, <laughs> like, completely over the top. And I think that, you know, we're... When you sit your kids down in front of the TV, do they watch that in a vacuum? Like, are you teaching them this is how you live life? And that's where the thing is for me. So the reason we feel like we have to do all this is because we're not having conversation and we're not having critical analysis and we're not saying to the people watching this for the first time, yeah, so back in the day, they used to think that this was funny, that this was humorous. Now, we can see that it's clearly stupid you know like i'm particularly thinking right now of the blackface that i mentioned earlier you know like i remember watching turner classic movies one day a couple summers ago and you know they're all like that their black character is like oh shucks mr blah 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 you know and she's running around and she's silly and she's hitting people with the broom and you know like and that was the only casting that black people in america got at the time you know that 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 was the job you know to be the the housekeeper in the slave movie and then the silly white guys running in blackface. And I remember being like, wow, but I, I think it's such a good teaching opportunity. It's such, like this happened, everybody. Like what yeah. we like to do in this country is pretend that things didn't happen. It did happen. And I remember seeing that stuff as a kid and and being able to recognize that's a that is insulting mm-hmm. and demoralizing and demeaning and wrong and I felt uncomfortable about it and I can guarantee you that my kids and kids today will point that out oh yeah to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. so we don't necessarily need to have the disclaimer we need to have we need to be involved with what our kids are watching on tv have conversations about the way things used to be and what we now want our society to be like I think they kind of need to know that these things happen too I agree I think that the only way to understand, you know, like the, the only way to understand why some people in this country don't feel um, represented and valued in the way that, you know, we get the luxury of being, you know, as white women, you know, in the day to day world 
is because of stuff like that. Like, even though it was a long time ago, even though we see it as culturally insensitive now, it wasn't that long ago that it doesn't carry some scars for people. Well, you you have to remember the context of what the world was like at the time that that thing was created. You know, I think that in, in, I do a lot of history study. Yes. And we talk about, uh, right now in the book club that I'm in, we are talking about the forced migration of indigenous people from their native lands into um, other parts of the United States. And it's easy to be appalled at the words that were used, the things that were said, the documents that were drafted, because we're looking at them through the lens of how we are now. But at that time, it it was still wrong, but it wasn't shocking. It, right. it was part mm-hmm. of how people lived. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have to take that into consideration and explain why we do things differently now. Right. I mean, even back to the crown, you know, there are some scenes where you watch it and the queen's giving a speech and just the way that she speaks to people, like, you know, the the blatant classism, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, And it actually prompted, it's, it's an interesting part of the series because it prompted her to make changes. It, you know, oh, really? She was suddenly seen as, you know, like, look at you living up there the way you're living with no regard for, you know, what an auto worker's life is like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and it is interesting. It's just interesting to, to keep note of those things. Hey, also, you mentioned book club. Yeah. We have a book club. I know. Defending Jacob. Have you started reading it? No. No. I don't know <laughs> if we're going to do this book. Okay, good, because like, I haven't read it yet. Do you think we should just scrap this book? <laughs> no, I, I'm interested in reading the book. I just haven't read it yet. I know. I don't know why. We just can't seem to get into a groove where we're getting started with it. it listeners, yeah. hopefully you have ordered the book. You are reading it. We'll just keep pushing it out. We'll just keep punting it down the line a little bit until we get it and start reading it. And we'll... Once we start reading it, we'll probably have some conversation on the show ongoing. And we will still have book club. I said it was going to be in like two more weeks. Probably won't be. No. <laughs> no. Like I said, we've had all these life changes. We yeah. have all these big things. We have all these moving parts right now. And that is part of the uptick of, you know, coming out of COVID a little bit, coming into spring and mm-hmm. into new things. And I'm sure that our listeners are in that same boat. You know, life is starting to become life again and it's wonderful and let's just relish it we don't we don't have to stay home and watch pepe le pew or the (laughs) crown or read books we can actually get out and do things you can go out and create your own offensive media you know what so actually i will go ahead and give the people a little bit of don't forget your homework go outside get into these new projects you don't have to uh, watch The Crown, even though I recommended it. You don't have to uh, get all tied up in all the things. Just go enjoy that we are waking up a little bit, coming out of our... Mm-hmm. of our Hibernation. Yes, that's the word <laughs> I was looking for. Thank you. I was like, coma's not the word. What's the word? Yeah. Um, we're coming out of hibernation, so just get out there and enjoy the world. That's my homework. Yeah. And before we go, though, I have one more thing to do for this show because... I didn't give you an opportunity yet. Well, you know, I came to the show today not knowing if I had a five-minute flip. And as we talked, I I have one. And I, I there's something that goes along the lines of, you know, having those disclaimers. Well, then let's flip it, change it, and rearrange it. So much to say. So little time. When the clock starts to tick, it's the five-minute flip. Ladies, start your engines. 
Now, along the same lines as having to have these disclaimers that prepare people for things that they might see that um, might offend them, the same type of concept in triggering and yes. being triggered by mm-hmm. things and people being acutely tuned into what triggers them. Now, I don't want to downplay the significance of knowing what your triggers are because that is really, really important. It's important to know where you feel like you're getting into a danger zone for yourself and how to get out of it. And what I want to say in the five-minute flip is it is your responsibility to be aware of what you know triggers you into a bad place and how to get out of it. And the example that I'm using is this story. Did you see the story about Demi Lovato? No. She called out a frozen yogurt shop on social media because um, they triggered her and her eating disorder. Now, as somebody who is mostly recovered from an eating disorder, I was interested in this story because I definitely have triggers. I definitely have triggers with food. And I w- thought, well, this is interesting. How did they... I mean, it feels like it's not the yogurt shop's fault for making yogurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. So she um, had some Instagram stuff sharing a triggering experience that she has as an eating disorder survivor. And what followed was a public feud between her and the frozen yogurt store. And she shared that she found it extremely hard to order at this place because you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies and other diet foods before you get to the counter. And she pleaded with them, please do better. And What are they doing wrong? It's a yogurt shop. You went into a dessert store. If that's a trigger for you, don't go in there. I don't go places where I know I'm going to be triggered until I feel like I can deal i want to like demi lovato and i like her music and everything um but yeah that is i think that is super lame i just think it's your own responsibility to manage that for yourself it is not other people's responsibility to create the safe place for you no it's not Uh, i mean that's what we expect now though we expect the entire world to accommodate us and to make it everything should be comfortable for me all the time because I'm super special because we all think we're so stinking super special these days. Well, we are special, but that doesn't mean that we don't have personal responsibility. I mean, if I'm a recovering alcoholic, should I ask everybody to stop drinking because should it we triggers say, me? I went into a bar and I saw all those bottles. And it was really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when th- talking about the disclaimers on TV shows made me think about that story and how we all have a responsibility to know what our personal limits are. If you've gone through stuff and you know that it's better for you to stay away from certain environments, don't go in there and get mad at them. Right. So personal take that, Demi Lovato. I thought that Come was on, stupid. Demi. Yeah. That's all I have to say. We haven't even gotten one minute left. Yes. How close you know. are we to the one more minute warning? <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, good. I'm glad, I'm glad that we that we made it. Oh, we, we got through again. Let's just, let's just hurry up and say, until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time. Bye.